Hi, and welcome back to Real Estate Keeping It Simple. Yes, I'm your host, Ray Dove of the Remax Eastside Brokers, Inc. Hope you and your family and friends are all doing well. I thought I'd talk a little bit this week about the spring real estate market. And a client reached out to me, they're very anxious about getting their properties on the market. And they said that the best time to sell a home was in April. I'd never really heard of that specific time frame before so I thought I would check into it and to my surprise so I was able to google what are the best and worst times of the year to sell a house and I found it says here since 1999 April has been the best month to sell a house in the United States although June has historically been the, the best month with the highest sales price April is the month when most of these home sellers put their homes on the market this is based on one data from Soldness. They've analyzed that. And then another report comes out and says a new report from Realtor.com has pinpointed the best time to sell your house even more precisely. According to Realtor.com, listing your home the week of April 16th through April 22nd is the best time for a successful sale. Well, it'll be interesting to see if that plays out this year for 2023. One of the, uh, and I say that because one of the subscription-based real estate agent newsletters I subscribe to is called Inman, I-N-M-A-N. And he posted an article, or their company posted an article the other day that says, will an inventory shortage stymie spring? Well, we have to look back to 1994 for clues, he says. So does the past preclude to the future? Says the the spring housing market and what different chapters in history might tell us about the present spring market. While not entirely surprising, the consensus among the real estate agents at large in the U.S., both historical data and contemporary analysis suggests this spring could actually be a slower than usual, not busier, real estate market. And that's due to inflation, high interest rates, fears of a recession, affordability challenges, and more, and they are not any of those things a recipe for a bustling spring market. But as it turns out, these two realities are not mutually exclusive. And there's one word that explains what's going on, and that's inventory. As I've chatted about before, a normal stable market is four to six months worth of inventory, and that's a more buyer-seller stable market. And yet for years, we've been right around one or less months of inventory in the market. and. Uh, in the last few months, close to two months, but we're treading down to one month worth of inventory again. So more specifically, inventory is low, and it has been for a long time now. What results is a simple balance of supply and demand. Without a lot of homes for sale, buyers are competing more fiercely for what remains, and the agents helping them are busier than ever. So in an effort to understand where we might be going forward, the Inman team had put together an effort to understand what might happen in the near future, combined through historical data on inventory. And that takeaway is that even if low inventory makes competition more intense, overall it doesn't necessarily mean that home sales will fall off a cliff, like so many people tend to think it will. The point, then, is that while this spring is likely to be difficult due to low supply, as well as issues with high interest rates and inflation, Current inventory shortages by themselves do not automatically have to translate to catastrophic low sales. In any event, what happens when inventory drops? According to the National Association of Realtors, 
provided by Inman. The single-family inventory data going all the way back to 1982, which as they plotted in a graph shows the rise and fall of various economic cycles over the years. But the thing that most stands out from looking at those numbers is the fo- in the format is just how bad the inventory situation was coming into 19 into 2023. Since the beginning of the year, inventory has ticked up as homes sit on the market longer, according to a recent report from Realtor.com. Inventory in February was up 67.8% compared to the same period in 2022. That means there were 235,000 more homes available to buy this past month compared to one year ago, the report reads. But even with this uptick, inventory remains 47.4% lower than it was before the pandemic. And of course, as the graph illustrates, the years immediately preceding the pandemic were already characterized by low inventory, meaning that in the grand scheme, the supply of homes right now is uniquely low. It goes on to say that because the present is generally unprecedented, it's difficult to precisely extrapolate the future based on the past. But one of the closest distance analogs to the present is perhaps 1994, when inventory of single-family homes dropped to just 1.38 million homes in the market in the United States. That was the lowest that inventory dipped in either the 1980s or 1990s. In fact, inventory wouldn't get that low again until December 2017 when there were just 1.29 million homes for sale. So inventory in the early to mid 1990s followed a seasonal pattern, but the downward trajectory that led to 1994 began in earnest in the late 1980s. So between the high point in May 1988 and the low point at the end of 1994, inventory fell 51.6%. If we want to exclude the effects of seasonally and seasonality and instead look at May 1994 inventory fell 40.4% during that period. But the National Association of Realtors data also shows that the number of monthly home sales actually went up 4.5% from May 1988 to May 1994. If we at the end of the low point in 1994 home sales fell only 2.5% a dip is far smaller than the reduction in inventory. And I think that's what we're kind of seeing now at least here in the Seattle, Bellevue, King County, Snohomish, Pierce County markets. With the low inventory, buyers are looking and they're buying. So we're seeing an uptick in sales, but the new inventory is drastically decreased. It also says, unsurprisingly, prices also continued rising during this period, growing 57.7% between 2010-2019. So, you know, roughly right around nine years, 6-7% a year on average in appreciation. Of course, there is the COVID-19 pandemic years from May 2020 to May 2022. Inventory single-family homes fell 25%. But sales during that period climbed 28-6%. And we saw that. We experienced the no inventory, multiple offers, low interest rates, and just spurring the home prices right through the stratosphere. So their takeaway here is that over the long run, inventory can eventually fall quite significantly without dragging the number of home sales all the way down with it. Yes, fewer homes may in some cases sell when there's less inventory, but generally speaking, home sales in prior periods have tended to be fairly resilient relative to supply functions. Recent reports on agent springtime activity are the agents are feeling that buyers are apparently still out there and the homes that do hit the market are selling which I've stated on many occasions. Of course, the present is characterized by a unique mix of high prices, 
high interest rates and high inflation in addition to the inventory challenges. And the past isn't a perfect analog to the present, but it should at least give everyone some solace to know that there are multiple historical periods in which inventory fell, but sales kept chugging along. So economic experts they interviewed spoke to them for their series on what is going to take place going forward. They're all in agreement that the spring is likely to be slower this year compared to the recent past. Thanks in part to both shortages of supply and other factors that we already talked about called affordability. The biggest piece that we're seeing is a lot fewer new listings, homes going on the market, new to the marketplace. A lot fewer sellers choosing to list their homes for sale. Inventory is up, but new listings are down, so buyers are seeing a lot less new activity. The pool of buyers are competing for fewer homes. A lot of sellers are also buyers, meaning that at mortgage rates, there's continued pressure on homeowners to stay out of the game, especially if they're sitting on mortgages that are of low interest or they have homes that are owned free and clear. Of course, during all this, price growth has slowed and price reductions are becoming more common. They described affordability as one of the main obstacles for consumers in today's housing market. You know, and of course, the uncertainty with jobs and the political environment, and we just add that to the whole mix, would make anyone pause. You should pause. But even with the improvement on some fronts, the near-term inventory problems in the United States housing market are not likely to turn around in a single season. So if we're waiting for all of a sudden inventory to just go right back up to four or five months of inventory, and therefore homes will sit on the market longer and price adjustments will continue to come, you know, I, I'm in agreement with these economists that that's not likely to happen in, in one single season. But I do think our spring market's going to be slower than before. I, I see it. Normally, we're up and running come February and March. It's bustling. It's hustling. Homes are selling like crazy. And I haven't seen it. Now we're getting into April. People get preoccupied with taxes. They were getting into May when people are getting out of school, planning summer vacations. You know, it's, a, it's a typical cycle that we see every year. They say that we've been dealing with this prop, uh, problem since 2014-15 and it just keeps getting worse every year. Buyers are going to continue to face inventory challenges. Members of the now aging baby boomer generation own a large share of the housing supply but also have significant equity like I just chatted about and little need to sell. I'm kind of in that boat. I've got a nice home and a nice neighborhood. I owe very little money on it. In fact, it's almost paid off, and I don't want to sell it. And yeah, I've got a place I can go to. I have a place in Arizona, but I'm just not compelled enough to sell at this moment. And so I'm, I'm guessing there are many, many more people like myself. So on top of that, and more fundamentally, the U.S. has failed for many years to build enough housing to keep up with demand. New home construction has been accelerating in recent years, including during the pandemic, but dipped again last year as the economic situation soured, meaning the U.S. hasn't yet to build its way out of the housing market. That's highly unlikely, especially not in the next year or two. He says he believes a recession is possible later in 2023, suggesting a downturn might resemble what happened in 1990, but he noted that recessions don't necessarily increase the supply of homes, and he's correct. I've seen all markets. I've been in this business since 1977. I've seen markets come and go. He says, we're not in an economic contraction or decline. 
are we how are we going to move forward or are we not with all this means is that year-over-year fluctuations aside the broader inventory squeeze that has dominated the housing market for the last decade is unlikely to meaningfully abate in the immediate future supply will stay low this spring going into the summer a real estate agent in Florida says that the concerns about the banking ind- industry seems to keep people on the sidelines as well, as it should. I'm concerned. And a lot of older people, what we call snowbirds, are not willing to sell their properties in Arizona, Florida, Nevada, wherever they live and move someplace else. She thinks that a lot of people are be sitting back there and give it a wait-and-see type of buyer, which is my you know, if we had those buyers in the marketplace right now, we would probably have multiple offers again. Although I am saying homes that come on the market are priced right, show very well, they're selling quickly and they're getting multiple offers on those homes. So that is happening. Is that the norm? No, that's the exception to the rule. Whereas last year and the year before, that was the norm. Anything that was said on the market was the exception to the rule. So they go on to say, we saw an uptick in activity just like in any other cycle. But it's definitely down. We've seen that here. Year over year, we're, we're down. But month over month, we're up. We're up in sales. We're, we're, we're up in some inventory. An agent here in Tacoma says they, less, they have less than a month's worth of inventory, far below the six months they have historically been considered balanced. The sellers have recently lost some of their leverage compared to the recent past. In my opinion, they haven't really lost that much leverage. People talk like they have. But the reality is that, you know, home prices are still higher today than they were two years ago than they were three years ago. Are they as high as they were last year? No. There's been a pullback for sure. So are we going to be in a normal spring market this year? I think the upshot of this whole article, what I'm trying to share with you folks today, that yes, it, it seems historically April is the month to put your home on the market. If you want a successful sale, of course, we know that homes sell all throughout the year. History says that you should put on the market by April 16th, April 22nd. But I don't think we're going to have a normal spring market. I don't think, unless you really get your property shined up ready for the market and priced to what the current market value is, I don't think you're going to have much success selling the home when you put it on the market in April, May, June, or July. I'm dealing with a client right now that wants to put their property for sale. They've been asking you know, six, seven million dollars for it for the last two and a half years. And no one stepped up to buy it. So it's highly unlikely someone's going to step up and buy it today because the market isn't there to support that, especially with such higher interest rates. I'd love to get your feedback and your thoughts on it. You're always welcome to email me at raydoveremax at gmail.com or call and text me at 425-681-8630. Happy to sit down with you over a cup of coffee or in a Zoom meeting discuss your thoughts, your fears about the real estate market and the market in general with regards to what your fears and concerns are. If you're thinking about buying a home, I again strongly encourage you to get approved for financing before you start your house hunting search. One, so you know what you can actually qualify to buy based upon what the lender's criteria is. So that'll give you peace of mind, and then so that when you do decide to make an offer on a home, you're in a position, a great position, to say to the seller, "Look, you want X amount of dollars. I'm going to, you know, make you this offer, and I am in a position to close on this sale." And I think you'd be met with open arms. Two years ago, you'd just be one of 30 offers in a property. And so, again, as a seller, get your home ready for sale if you're truly thinking of getting your home on the market anytime soon. 
I thought I'd share this article with you, some opinions on the spring market and what other people are saying, what other people are experiencing. I've always found it interesting and I chuckled that even though we think Seattle, you know, Kings, Snohomish, Pierce County, our markets are so different than anywhere else in the nation that what's played out in the last several years in Seattle has played out in all the states across the nation, Midwest, East Coast, the South, the Southwest, the Southeast, and here it is playing it out itself again, just in a different way. So what we're experiencing here, they're experiencing elsewhere, and I think it's always good for me, being in this business, is to read some of these articles, get some in-depth more information on what's, what's trending in the real estate business so I can help you, the buyer, uh, the seller, uh, how to best plan what you want to get done, buying or selling residential real estate so that you can have a successful transaction where all the I's are dotted, the T's are crossed, and it closes when it's supposed to close at the terms and conditions that both you and the buyer wanted to close the transaction on, what you agreed to do and it gets done with very few challenges or ripples or or obstacles. Uh, so it's a, it's a smooth transaction. With that, again, I appreciate you listening to Real Estate Keeping It Simple. I'm here to help, here to give input, thoughts, and advice. I do have inventory for the month of March coming up here next week. We'll talk about that. And I also thought maybe I would talk a little bit about the, uh, the latest thing that's come out where I saw another article that said the bombshell multi-billion dollar commission suit that uh, yeah, apparently now has a class action basis. And so I want to chat a little bit more about that. What does that really mean, in my opinion, to the real estate industry? How things are handled with regards to buyers, sellers, dual agency, how things are discussed and not discussed with regards to brokerage fees. So that'll be at my podcast after our inventory podcast that will be coming up next week. Again, thanks again for listening. Hope you have a great week. I'm Ray Dove, REMAX Eastside Brokers Inc. with Real Estate Keeping It Simple.